Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We have got a bolting episode for you today. I have been in my files deep down dark in the cobwebs and I found my old Manchester United contract. The very first contract I signed with Manchester United back in 2005. And we are going to be going through all the finer points, the details, the clauses, all the bits and bobs. Let me give you a taste of what is to come. The following will be distributed among the first team pool of players. £1 million if the club wins the FA Premier League. £750 grand if the club finishes second in the Premier League. £300 grand if the club finishes third or fourth. We've got loads more and bits of bobs to talk about. Basic wages, you name it, it's coming. Tomasi, let's get into it. I'll hand that back over to you, mate. Let's have it. Come on. Let's have it. And by the way, can I put some context around this, by the way? This is my first contract, 2005. So I just left Stoke City... Um, the move came from Manchester United. It was like, whoa, it was an absolute whirlwind. I swear on my life, if they would have offered me like a bag of Chris like, and like a company car, I would have snapped their hand off, by the way. Yeah, absolutely snapped their hand off. So I was agreeing to whatever they put in front of me. Seriously. Right, and before we go through this, how much were you earning at Stoke? So at Stoke City, I'd, I'd only just signed um, about six months before that a new contract, which took me to 600 quid a week. Right. Damn. So, so I was on, so when I first started, I was on 250 quid a week for the first year at Stoke, 250 yeah. quid for the second year at Stoke. And then I went to 350 quid a week. What? Say something. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then uh, I went out on loan. I actually did fairly well. So they put me on 650 quid a week. So I had... I had a year left at Stoke on my contract, yeah. and this is when Manchester United came in for me. And this is where the and this starts. is the bad boy that we're going to talk about today. Wow. Um, yeah, like I say, honestly, we went there. I remember, I remember going up to Carrington uh, with my agent at the time. Um, we met, we we met Alex Ferguson on a Sunday morning. It was a it was a lovely Sunday morning, um, and he met us at the front door. Bearing in mind, I was a what twenty one year old goalkeeper, very little experience, didn't have a name in the game whatsoever. He met me at the front door of Carrington and showed me around the whole training complex. It was incredible. I was the most nervous man you've ever seen. Was in it your just life. you and your agent? It was just me and my agent. Yeah. So, like I say, he met us at the front door. Hello, made us feel so welcome, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we just went and did a whole tour of the training complex. And what was so surreal was I remember walking around and they've just got big tellies everywhere. Sky Sports News was on, all that kind of stuff. And anytime we'd walk through a corridor where a telly was or something, um, there was like I would be seeing Sir Alex Ferguson on the telly on Sky Sports News and he's quite literally next to me here walking me around and he wouldn't even pay attention to it it was like he's used to seeing himself on some Sky News all yeah. that kind of stuff um, but yeah it was very very cool it was um, it was a whirlwind what experience. was his demeanour like with you so like when he's walking you around the changing yeah, yeah. facilities the, the training ground everything like the that the gym all that what kind was, of stuff was he kind of jokey was he serious no 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 he was golden he was absolutely golden honestly as, that's what he was like as a man though his people skills was what set him apart his his ability to be able to sort of read a person a human being gauge their character and what they're about and be able to adapt to that to make you feel at comfort, at ease, all that kind of stuff. That was his ability. He knew who he had to shout at and he knew who he had to put an arm around and that was the beauty of Sir Alex Ferguson. Love that. And on that tour, didn't you see Gary Neville? Yeah, Gary Neville. So we, we, we're we <laughs> going through the, the gym. Like I say, it's Sunday morning, mate. There's nobody there. Everybody's got the day off, right? It's pre-season. Um, and yeah, we've gone into the gym and all I can hear is a treadmill getting pounded. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody's running anyway. So we're walking in there. Gary Neville's on the treadmill, sweating his box off. Um... Alex Ferguson's gone, Gary, this is Ben. Um, Gary's literally just looked at me and gone, all right. And that was it. Like, didn't say anything other than that. And you wouldn't expect anything other than that from Gary. Do you reckon Neville. he knew who you were, Gary Neville? No, did he? Act? He didn't have a clue who I was. Absolutely no clue whatsoever. Oh, he must have done. No chance, mate. I had come from Stoke City there. There'd been no news press coverage of it but whatsoever. Sure, surely there'd have been like chat around, oh, we've got this new lad coming in. No, or... I guarantee you, it wasn't that. It was so quiet. None of it was on Sky Sports News. None of it was on the internet. Nothing, right? It was just done so quickly, right? It just got, that's what it was. So I guarantee you, he didn't have a clue who I was. He would have thought I would have been like um, an academy player or a reserve team player or something like that. That's what he thought it was. The interesting thing about this, so you bought in the contract yesterday and I was kind of, I love a contract, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. So I was flicking through it. It's actually like an FA Premier League contract. Yeah, sure. And then, which is obviously United. And then there's a separate 
kind of contract which is United specific. Yeah. So there has so, to be a contract between me and Manchester United. There has to be a contract between me and the Premier League, and there has to be a contract between the Premier League and Manchester United. Um, and then also I'll have an a, uh, an agent's contract between me and my agent, and my agent between Man United, and that's how it works. There has to be part like different parties of it all agreeing to the one thing kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, there's a couple contracts there, but let's actually look at the the player contract, the one that I sign, um, which has got all my kind of like personal terms, agreements, bonus payments, um, all that kind of stuff on it. And by the way, can I say, I remember I remember sitting in the canteen. So it, they, they showed me around all that kind of stuff. They told me about the plans of what they wanted to do with me, send me out on loan basically straight away, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's when my agent goes into a like basically a meeting room and he went into the meeting room with David Gill and Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, and it's at this point where I just sort of leave him to go. Do you know what I mean? We hadn't even really discussed sort of what I was angling for or what I was hoping to get per week or anything like that. So you don't sit in the meeting? No, you don't sit in. That's what oh. your agent does. So when I, like I say, when I'm a kid, I'm 21 years old, I was sort of super wet behind the ears sort of thing. I just sort of, I trust you, go for it. Yeah, all the best kind of thing. Um, but again, I'm, I'm at Man United. I've come from Stoke City and Honestly, whatever they agree to yeah. pay me, I am buzzing with. I know it's going to be an increase in wages. I know that. But um, so I, this is where this is where the agent goes in and he just does the negotiating on my, my behalf. Um, and he came out, I don't know, about 20 minutes later, half an hour. He's like, right, boom, we're good to go. Um, he keeps it all hush, hush and quiet until we're guy out the building, basically. In the car. Yeah. And then like, he'll be like, right, this is what we've agreed. Blah, 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 blah. Even then, he, he even the agent, because he's not one of these super agents, yeah. was he? So he's kind of going into a negotiation almost going, we, we kind of have to take what they're going to offer pretty much. to a point. Yeah, pretty much. This is a big deal for him as well. Like as an agent, this yeah. is like a huge deal. Taking a player to Man United is a huge thing. So anyway, I remember coming out, sitting in the car um, and he was like, right, this is what they've offered. This is what we're going to do. Blah, 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 blah. Four year contract. And I'm just like, yeah, sweet as an up. Boom. Um, and he's like, all right, cool. Let's go. So we go back into the building, um, sign the contract and that's it. Done. Sweet as an up. You're a Manchester United player. I remember signing the contract. Um, looking up, there's loads of different parts of it. You have to sign loads of it. There's like about 20 different signatures. Um, and that's it. Sir Alex Ferguson stood up. Congratulations, you're, you're Man United player. Um, see you tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Oh, that's mad. This is see a mazza. Tomorrow. It's mad. Well, you told us a story that, that that day that you signed, you wanted to take your, your whole family out yeah. um, for dinner, but you didn't have the money. Yeah. So you had to go cap in hand to HSBC Bank. And but they... this, this is what I'm saying about how quiet it was. It wasn't like massive news or anything like that. It wasn't all over the place. It just started to get out like the day or two, day or two afterwards, really. Yeah? Yeah. The day or two afterwards, it just started hitting Sky Sports News, all that kind of stuff. Um, so like I say, when I went, I wanted to take the family to, for, for a nice Chinese in Leamington. Um but I didn't have any money in the bank. I was into my overdraft anyway. Um, so I had to go and say, guys, can I, no, I've, I've literally just signed for Man United. I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm not lying. Like, this is genuine. And to be fair, the guy was brilliant. He was like, yeah, not a problem. Like, come on, we'll, we'll sort you out. And he gave, he just extended my overdraft and then he put me onto like a, um, like a, a premier account and all that kind of stuff. Like, but um, yeah, that's, that's how it went. So they sorted it out, but Let's talk about the yeah. terms and the conditions. And so are we going into basic wage? Let's here? go into the basic wage. So basic wage, it's a little bit hard to read this bit. So it's basically saying four-year contract. Yeah. Now your salary actually went up every year. Yes. You were there, yeah. which I didn't realise again. So what it's got here is from the 19th of July, 2005 to 2006. So every contract, unless you're on a month-by-month contract, every football contract has to end on 30th of June. Yeah, 30th of June. That's when... Footballers' contracts run out. That's when they every end. every season That's across every, the board. Yeah, yep. across the board. Yeah, oh, nice. that's when the contract runs out. Yeah. So what it's saying here is 142 grand payable by monthly instalments for that first year. Yeah. Then going up to 250 grand. So so 142 grand for the first year, which is basically it works out at about three grand a week. Yeah. So for that first year, I was basically going straight out on loan to Watford. Um, and Man United continued to pay my wages. Yeah. So they were the hundred percent, hundred percent in that first year. I remember them saying to me, listen, we just want you out on loan to play games and stuff like that. See how you get on. So they were happy to cover the wages. It was 3000 pound a week, but I, for me personally, I'm like three grand a week. Wow. You think after tax, you're coming out with like six and a half grand or something like that from 600 quid a week. Yeah. To, to six and a half grand a month, honestly, it was like, wow, I've hit the big time. This is massive money. Like, I was so buzzing, honestly, absolutely buzzing. But then 
that year with Watford, we got promoted. We got promoted up to the Premier League, right? Um, and they wanted me back on loan, back out on loan at Watford for the second year, which eventually we agreed to. But my wages went up to two hundred and fifty thousand pound a year, didn't it? They did, yeah. Which, so two hundred and fifty grand a year for the second year, which works out at about five thousand pound a week, right? Um, and it's at this point that because Watford got promoted to the Premier League and they got a bit of money, Manchester United said to them we're not going to pay his wages anymore. You're in the Premier League now. You will have to cover his wages, okay? And it was a bit of a sticking point. It genuinely was, because we're talking, this is what, like 15, 17 years ago? Yeah, two thousand. Um, yeah. About 15, 16 years ago sort of thing. So that even then, that money was kind of a bit like, that's, that's big money. Yeah. So for Watford, that was big money at the time. Um, and it was a sticking point to actually get out on loan Watford fully agreeing and going, yeah, okay, we'll pay 100% of his wages. So eventually it went over the line, got out on loan to Watford, played the whole season, did really well and cracked Here's on. a question for you then. So you go to Watford first year, you're yeah. on three grand a week, which yes, in, in real real world, that's a lot of money. Well, back then as well, 15, yeah, yeah, exactly. 15 years ago. But playing for Watford in the championship, you're a footballer living away from home in a football environment. Yeah. That in the football world isn't isn't mega, mega money. So did you get like appearance fees and stuff at Watford on top of that. Yeah, it was minimal. It was really minimal. I think it was something like £500 an appearance or something like that in the championship, yeah. And then, obviously, we got promoted as well. So I remember that season, we got promoted up to the Premier League. And because I played, I think, 43 or 44 of the games in the championship that season, getting promoted you get a massive like bonus for that kind of thing. So it's spread out between the team and it's about how much you've, how many games you've played, all that kind of stuff. It worked out for me something, the best part of about a hundred thousand pounds for getting promoted into wow, the Premier okay. League, which was like I say, so I get this bonus payment eventually. It's like, That's wow, this is like a lot of money. And, it does sound like a lot of money because it is a lot of money, yeah. but you think relatively for what the club was earning from Premier League rights and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's kind of, it's par for the course. Do you know what I mean? It is par for the course. Yeah. So, so second year, 250, third year, 300. We didn't K. get to the, we didn't get to the third year. So, so um, this is, so this, so a four year contract, that's what I signed with Manchester United. All right. Very rarely, as a young player, will you see out the length of your contract? You always get to what, within a 18 months, two years, and then a new contract comes, right? What happened with me was I finished the season at Watford. I was doing really well. I'd made it into the England team, all that kind of stuff. Um, and at the end of this second year, I actually was away with England, but my knee was killing me, like really, really sore. Um, went for a scan. Unfortunately, I'd done my cruciate, right? I'd just done my cruciate ligament. I didn't know I'd done it or anything. Went for a scan and they were like, oh my God, you've done your cruciate. Um, so... What happened was the following season, so all all summer they were like, listen, we're going to look after you. We're going to give you a new contract. Don't worry about that. You're doing really, really well. Because compared to some of the players at Man United, like I'm on £5,000 a week in that second year. You know, you had players on sort of 50, 60, 70 grand a week or something like that. So they were like, listen, don't worry. We'll look after you yet. But you're going to be out for six months now. So we need to know that you're going to recover okay. In your, in your, from your ACL surgery, all that kind of stuff. You can get back, you can be fit as a fiddle, all that kind of stuff, right? So that third year, I actually went into the third year of, of that contract, which went up to how much did it go up to there? 300K. 300K, yeah. So that's, so that's what, like six grand a week, yeah. Yep. So I'm on six grand a week at this point, but I'm injured, fully injured, right? I'm out, I'm recovering from my ACL surgery, all that kind of stuff. Um, towards the end of that season is when I actually made my Manchester United debut. So, the standard recovery from an ACL is about six or eight months. Yeah, six to eight months, depending. Yeah. Because it was the second time on my knee, it was an eight-month recovery, right? I literally, literally clocked over that eight months, right? And I'd started training for about four days, four days back training. And Edwin van der Sar got injured uh, in a game. Thomas Kushak came on and got sent off, yeah? Literally that week, right? He was straight back in. So th- they were literally out. The both of them, right? And so I had had four days of training, yeah. And I'm watching this game, thinking, "Oh my god!" And then I don't I, remember this. And then yeah, so this is, I'll tell you this. You will remember it in a minute. So I remember doing about three or four days of training. I thought there's no way they'll want me to play because I've only done four days of training. Tom Heaton was there still, by the way, at this point. Tom Heaton was doing really well. He's a lovely goalie, like proper sharp. But he would have been very young at that. Point. Yeah, he was very young. Very, very been, young. what 18, 19? Yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, so. I'm I'm four days into my training and then this is when Sir Alex Ferguson comes over to me in training and says, um, I'm going to play you on Saturday. And I, my arsehole fell out so hard, so fast. Oh my God, Tubes. Honestly, it was like, huh? 
And I, was, I had to put a face on, a brave one. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm thinking, I've just been out for eight months and I've done four days of training, all right? So the game on Saturday was away at Derby, yeah? It was away at Derby and this would have been my first ever Manchester United game, right? Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm just like, right, I've just got to get my head around it. I'm playing. It's as simple as that, yeah? Simple as that. Uh, my knee felt great. Don't, there was no worries of that. It was quite literally just about... Was I fit enough and sharp enough and good to go? Match ready. ready. Yeah. Match ready. Simple as that, right? You had a world. Um, yeah. So the Derby game came. Um, this is Derby back in the day where you're talking like Robbie Savage, those sort of players. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, we played the game. Um, we ended up actually winning it. 1-0, 2-0. 0-0, right? I made a couple really good saves. Kenny Miller. I remember it. Yeah. Kenny Miller came through one-on-one. On one, came through one-on-one on one, twice on the angle against me. And I stood up big, waited waited till he hit the shot, got down quickly, made the save twice of them, tipped it around the post two times, right? I am buzzing my tree off. If you see a picture from it, we'll, I'll put a picture on screen now. It's horrific. My hair's awful. I've got a massive chin. I shaved it. Like, awful, brutal, right? Uh, anyway, the kit is like baggy on me and all sorts, yeah. Um, so anyway, I played that game. And then um, the second, I played another game as well, I think, because Kushat was banned for two games and Edwin was out. Played the second game. Again, did really, really well. Absolutely buzzing. But... This is where the club went, okay, you're good to go now. We know that you're a good goalie. We know you're fit as a fiddle. We know you've overcome the cruciate surgery, injury, and you're back training full time. And this is where they went and offered me a brand new contract, which is completely different to this one, yeah? We're not talking about this new contract, by the way. We're talking about this contract. Right, wait there, just before you start. So on, we're still on the old contract. Yep. You play this game against Derby. Yeah. And on the old contract... 10 grand appearance fee. A 10,000 10 grand appearance fee for yeah. the first team. Yeah. See, I find that that's, even back then, that is mad. Yeah, it, it was so mad. good. It was so, you're so good. six grand a week for being a Man United player, but yeah. you're getting 10 grand every time you play. The thing is, for a, for a team like Man United, this is, they do this with a lot with younger players, all right? So the younger players who aren't necessarily on the big money yet, the big wages, it's basically, it's an incentive to say, right, listen, if you can get on the pitch and play minutes start a game for example yeah we will we will look after you we will pay you a big bonus payment for that because it's like it's like it's it's, it's that that big thing of actually getting on the pitch and playing a game yeah. it's massive yeah it oh, is absolutely course, but... massive so they they're happy to say listen if you're doing well and you're making it onto the pitch you're earning your money do you know what i mean we'll pay you the bonus payment so yeah i in my contract which i think was it's a bit different. People get a different... That clause in it, for example, is probably a standard fee for a younger player. £10,000 would be a standard fee. Serious? Yeah, if you make it onto the pitch, right? It doesn't matter if you're on 250 quid a week or six grand a week like I was, right? If you made it onto the pitch, you would get 10 grand a week. There are some players, like bigger players, first team players and stuff, that are probably on twenty, thirty thousand pound appearance fee tubes. What, plus their... Plus their basic wages. Plus their basic wages, yeah. It's all individual. It is. It's completely individual. The, the other thing worth noting here as well is that um, if you play 20 minutes, so if you come on as a sub, yeah. you get half that. Half that bonus, So yeah. 20 minutes, if you come on as a sub, you get half that. But on top, work, is it? Yeah, yeah but <laughs> on top of that, so you, you're you a young lad, earning good money, obviously, yeah. but 10 grand a week. On top of that, a bonus of £500 Per point. Per point, yeah. So, so if you win at the weekend... 1,500. An extra 1,500 quid, which at Man United at the time, we're winning, mate. You're winning virtually every single game. Like, And you've got to think, right, that, that was, what, like I say, 15 years ago, yeah? Bonus payments and stuff now in the Premier League are, you know, I've played in the Premier League for the last sort of 15 years and the bonus payments, win bonuses, all that kind of stuff have gone up like you would not believe, Jude. I'm talking an awful lot of an increase, right? Um, but what Manchester United actually did when I think when I left Man United actually um, in 2010 was they completely changed the bonus schedule. They completely changed it because they said, basically they, they were in that era and that period of dominance, complete dominance where they were always in the Champions League final, yeah. always winning the Premier League, always winning the FA Cup, always winning the League Cup. So they said, they changed their, basically their bonus schedule to say, you will only get a bonus if you win the Premier League. You will only get a Champions League bonus if you win it. FA Cup, League Cup, same thing. You will only get the bonus. So even if they get to the final... appearance fee? No, no. The, oh, the appearance fees are still there. Always there. Will always be there. But the actual win bonuses, yeah, for, for success, you'll only get it if you win. You have to win the Premier League. So they could play a 38-league season, 
not win anything and they are getting no win bonus, which is, which, you know, people will be going, oh, that's such a nightmare when you're on 40, 50 grand a week. Yeah. But that's what they did. And the, but there's a lot of clubs, obviously, like someone like a West Brom or an Everton, they can't rely on winning stuff to, to pay bonus yeah, schedules. Yeah, so yeah. that's where they will say, listen, we'll offer you a, I don't know, a £5,000 a point bonus for in the Premier League or something like that. And also, when you sign, because obviously you were young when you signed from Stoke, do you get a signing on fee? Yes. That's- so the the signing on fee is, is in there, Tomasi. Go on then. What, so what is the signing the on signing fee? The signing on fee is 60. So the total signing on fee for yeah. your first United contract was £240,000. grand. However, that's £60,000 per year. Yes. So on the previous... Oh, so it's not lump sum? No. No, that so yeah. This is how so so you you'll see a load of players sign like for a team or whatever, and it's like oh, he got a two million pound signing on fee, yeah, a million pound signing on fee, oh, right? I thought that was just here's a, right. So here's a question for you then. So if you signed a new contract, yeah, but you've only had one year of that, yeah. would you get the rest of that paid up, or would a new appear? A no, new, no, no, you don't get it paid up. You get you you agree a, a new, new contract. Fee. So that one's yeah. so if you've had another year of that, yeah. Then, then obviously you just get a new contract which yeah. have new terms and conditions in. So a player signs a four-year contract with the club. He gets a million pound signing on fee, for example, right? That million pound isn't paid in one lump sum. It's paid, it'll, pay, it'll be broken up over the four years, basically. So that million pound will be paid as 250,000 pound in the first year, 250, second, third, fourth. That's how it works out. Because what they want you to do is it's, it's basically a, a reward for loyalty, yeah? Oh, yeah so yeah. if he signs a four-year contract, they expect him to honour that four-year contract and they'll pay him the £250,000 because he's still at the club. However, the payment date on um, on uh, these kind of reward payments, these signing on fees, are normally after the transfer window closes. And there's a reason for that, yeah? Because there's players that will angle for a move, yeah? There's players that will have signing on fees in their contract, right? And they'll get towards the end of the transfer window and they'll kick off and they'll be saying, I want to move, right? But if they're owed 250 grand as a signing on fee, right? The club will go, well, that's okay, yeah? But you're not getting your signing on fee, right? You, you'll miss out on that. We'll, if we get the certain amount for you, that's why they do it, right? Because it would be silly to put the signing on fee earlier on in the season, yeah? Earlier on in the transfer window, where if the player... So if they pay it, that 250 grand and then he goes and leaves the club two weeks later, they've just paid an extra 250 grand out, yeah? So that's exactly how it works. It's almost like wow. a reward for staying at the club. Amazing, kind of thing, isn't it? It's, it's actually like, incredible, really. I, I just thought when you hear like, Oh, we got a two million pound sign on fee. I thought that was like transaction, bang, welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's staggered. No, there that's it. it's also, staggered. With, with all these things, like the point bonuses, player appearances, and you're playing two, two, you know, two games a week, maybe three, whatever. Yeah. Do you go back after the the, the game and write down right? So we got three points there. So that do you write all this down? Um, personally I didn't personally I didn't I think what what I would do is I would go because a lot of clubs will will pay the bonuses at the end of the season some clubs pay it monthly monthly. no some clubs pay it monthly but most will pay it at the end even for like appearances and stuff even for like appearances and stuff yeah some some will pay it quite literally monthly some will do it at the end so Watford for example right we had all these bonus payments schedules all that kind of stuff included in our contract right however if you got relegated, you don't receive anything. You don't receive any bonus payments, yeah? Nothing. So th- that was that, again, that is the whole incentive. So what happens thing. if you leave the club? So what happens if you leave in the January transfer window? Yeah. And you've made X amount of appearances, got X amount of points? This is where it comes down to whether you want to leave the club or not. So if, if the club want to sell you, you say to the club, all right, I'll go, but you still owe me that amount of bonus points and win bonuses and all that kind of stuff. That you owe it me, right? So the contract that I signed to leave will include something that says that you still owe me this, yeah? That's how that will work. Based on if you're transfer listed, put in a request? No, or... no, no. Basically, if they want to sell you. It's, it's as simple as that. If they want to sell so you. So what if they don't want to sell you? Well, that's what I'm saying. Then you have to wave goodbye to it. Because if you if they don't want to sell you and you're the one angling for the move they're going to say to you, well, you're not going to get those bonus payments. No so, chance. So surely the smart cookies have it written in their contract that if I leave the club still, for whatever reason other than striking... A smart cookie is not a smart cookie because regardless of what a contract says, right, if a player wants to leave the club and the club don't want to sell him, they say, you know that contract you've got, rip it up and we'll sell you. 
That's exactly how oh, it yeah. works. So okay. it works both ways, yeah? This the club is... can strong arm you and you can strong arm the club. It works both ways. So you can have a contract for whatever you want, yeah, right? Yeah. But if you're the one that wants to leave the club, yeah. the club will say, we're not paying you anything. And you can say, well, I've got a contract. And you can say, that's fine, but we're not selling you then. Well, you've got a contract. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So but that's so, how it works. So there's so much of this. that I mean, I've heard a lot of stories from you over the years, especially in the last couple at yeah. like Watford and stuff. There's a lot of this that goes on. Oh, for there? sure, yeah. Like but strong arming yeah, each other. Yeah, it's and... the way that it goes, though. I think if... if it's business at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, if a club are, are making a massive investment in you, they pay a lot of money for you in the first place as a transfer fee, and then they're paying you big wages, the big bucks, yeah? yeah. And then all of a sudden, the player kind of gets wind that somebody else wants to buy him, and he might go on to more money and stuff like that, and then he, he almost downs tools and goes, I ain't playing for you anymore. I can understand the club being a bit pissed off, yeah? Absolutely. The club can Absolutely. be pissed off at this point and go, well, do you know what then? If yeah. you're going to be a dickhead about it, I've, I've happily seen clubs go, right, well, we'll just let you rot then. We'll, we'll let you chill. Don't come and train with the players. But that's kind of where it's no good for anybody that isn't, yeah? So there's a way to go about it in the first place from the player, but then there's a way to deal with it from the club. So this is where, like I say, Man United back in the day never had any of these problems because Sir Alex Ferguson was in control of all everything. He wasn't just a coach. He was the manager. He was the manager of Manchester United, the whole thing, right? Where every contract, every deal, he knew everything about everything, right? So he would he would talk to people. So like when I left Man United, for example, he called me into his office and he almost put his arm around me and said, I think it's time to go, isn't it? And I went, yes, I think it's time to go. <laughs> he just, but he knew me. He knew I wanted to go and he knew it was right for me to go. And that's how it works kind of thing. He was... Fully in control of everything. It was brilliant, honestly. When you heard that from him, did you like think, ah, oh, you so and so? Or was he so good with people that it just was delivered in a way that you were fully accepting? You just of? believed it. I knew anyway. I wanted to go. So I, I, I needed to leave Man United because I wanted to go and play first team football. They still had Edwin Bandasar there, who was just killing it still, yeah? Absolutely killing it. There's no way of getting in front of Edwin. You can't. It's as simple as He's that. One of the greatest to do it. One isn't of the it? greatest to do it. There's just nothing you can do about it. And I, I wasn't happy being like a second, third choice. I just wanted to play football. Simple as that, right? So he, he, I remember him saying, listen, Birmingham have made an offer for you. Um, and he, even then he knew where I lived. He knew I'm from the Midlands. So he was like, Great, you get to move back home. You, you get to play first team football. It suits us. It suits you. It's a win-win, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is. Absolutely Belton. So when, Absolutely it, when, when Belton. it settled like that, do they go, right, because we like you, you've been brilliant here. Yep. We give you all of that appearance no 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 you'll oh you'll get anything yeah. you're owed yeah don't worry so, about yeah. that yeah because it ended on good terms it's an amicable because it's an amicable split to sell you, yeah, yeah it, and i wanted to go and it is so it works for everybody and that's the dream scenario right. that is the dream yeah. scenario for players and football God, there's so much that can go wrong isn't there for sure so yeah. there's, there's a couple of before we get into because i think people will be really interested to know about the the kind of bonuses for yeah. each cup competition but a couple of things which kind of caught my eye was um You've spoke about it before, but the relocation fee. Yeah. So <laughs> eight grand. Eight thousand pounds. It's actually ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's actually ten thousand pounds. Eight grand tax free. Yeah. But you have to provide an invoice. Yeah, for sure. And this then, is where and it's for like white goods. It's for like television. Oh, yeah. You could use it like laundry like, I'm sorry, laundry stuff. You can use it on um removal. For your maid. Yeah, honestly. Since I've been doing the Fozcast, which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way. That is one of the most interesting, mad things I've heard. It's, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? I, know, I just yeah. don't yeah. get it. So yeah. 8K tax-free, and then the next two grand, taxable. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the other thing was MUTV written in your contract that you have to to um, appearances and interviews without limitation. Yeah. Um, so you're at the kind of beck and call, really, for MUTV. Yeah. But the terms can be reviewed after 20 appearances. Okay. So when you're a first-team regular, you haven't got to do as much with MUTV. Yeah. that's that's So that's sort of kind of clever, really, because the, the players that are playing week in, week out, they're obviously bigger stars, bigger names. There's more, more demands on their time. Do you know what I mean? The newer contracts nowadays, by the way, wow, they're so much more in-depth than that. The the amount of media obligations you have to agree to. You have to agree to, like, two, two, or, two or three media obligations each week. You have to agree to, like, community uh, obligations once a month or, or so, for example. In-house media teams, like, whenever, basically. You, ha- you have to basically go, if you want me, I have to do it. It's as simple as that. So this is why they put it in the contract, so that if you have like a bit of an ass on you one day and say, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, and leave them in the lurch, they can fine you for it. Yeah. That's why they do it. Wow, okay. And then another interesting one was, I know it's changed, it's like 
complicated still, but agent fees, it says that the club can pay up to 125k uh, to reimburse player, basically, for yeah. ag- agent fees. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, your agent fees will be covered up to a point by yeah. the club. So you pay, so that uh, that's a, a big thing that I think has changed in the past few years, in the past 10 years probably, where you, the clubs will no longer do that. They won't give you money to pay your agent. I was going to say. They pay the agent direct now, yeah. So the club will pay the agent and then I pay... The players end up paying the tax on the agent's money. It's like a benefit in kind. You have to pay it as a benefit in kind. So the agent doesn't get taxed. So the agent will get taxed. You pay, but because it's a benefit to me, he will get his own tax. But then I will have to pay tax on it because it has benefited me as well. So I pay the tax on his certain amount or something. It's amazing because obviously in 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 the world we live in nowadays. Yes, footballers get paid a lot of money, an obscene amount of money, some will say. However, what they also contribute in terms of taxation oh, ridiculous, for the country yeah. is, and the age of like them or lump them, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that, huge, yeah. isn't it, Tubes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listening now about the amount of money that you have to pay out and stuff like that. So. Well, we haven't even gone into some of the bonuses and stuff yet. And this is got to, you bear in mind, this is, this is 15 years ago where... Bonuses since then have gone poor through plus, the that's roof. Your f- very first contract. Yeah, this is my contract. very first contract, very first proper Man United I'd contract. Imagine, yeah. Well, obviously, going as you got better and better and better and better. Exactly. And yeah. Goes up and up and up. Yeah. And well, up and like, up like, up. I'd say this is before the big money came yeah. in from the Premier League and all that, the TV money and stuff. This is yeah. This is before that. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things in there. Um, you know, when you're performing club business, there was a little uh, caveat in there for goalkeepers that you can wear your own branded goal goalie gloves. Yeah, which is nice for a goalie because it opens you up to boot deals and a glove deal. and a glove deal. But interestingly, most goalkeeper brands will not give you a deal if they do boots as well. So they want you to wear the whole lot. So Nike, for example, will not give you a deal just for gloves. And then you to wear Adidas boots because it's confliction. Sure, they yeah, want no, you to be that. they I'll want you to that. be wearing the whole yeah. lot. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. It? Same with like Adidas. But whereas I I I always wore Sal's goalkeeper gloves. These little beauties there. Yeah. So I always wore Sal's right. And for me, these are the best gloves you could ever buy. By the way, I'm not even like I'm not saying it because I wore them, but they are they are the best gloves you could possibly buy. So I was sponsored by Nike for boots, but I didn't get paid any money by them. I never got paid any money. They just basically gave me product. Why not? Because it's it's not enough. They want me to wear the gloves. If I was to wear the Nike gloves, they would they would pay me money and it would be a proper contract and it would be like a proper sponsorship endorsement. Yeah, but, but sales is not a competition to Nike. No, it's, no, it's not. It, no. But they are still in the same they market. They want the package, though, don't they? They're still in the same market. They want the whole lot, okay? Whereas, so Sal, I had a glove deal with Sal's. Yeah. So he would pay me money just for the gloves, just for wearing the gloves. Right, okay. Couple of things here, uh, which again were interesting. Fines. It was a little bit little bit, I would say, not as crazy back not then. as much about it in there. Yeah. So it's not probably as much detail as I would have thought, but that's because we've discussed this before, haven't we? About yeah. fines and stuff like that. And it says the club may deduct fines imposed. Yeah. And that's obviously Club captains, and we've spoke about this in the past on that that last episode we yeah. did. Uh, injuries was interesting. If you get a playing injury, you're on eighteen months full pay. Yep. Which Any so basically, if you if you do something that's going to could possibly leave you out for two years, they are within their rights to rip up your contract and pay you eighteen months. They can do that. That's what that's so. If you've got a seven year contract, remember when Newcastle were handing out seven year contracts all those years ago? They were. If you got a mon- a ridiculous injury that could could keep you out for two months, yeah, two years. Sorry, they can basically go. We'll we're going to we're going to enforce that rule, that law, that that clause, and we'll pay for eighteen months. Then we release you because they can do that. Also, I'm jumping the gun here, but it's just like coming to my head. Is there in that contract anything that says that you can't ski? You can't. Yes, out of a plane. There yes. is. They, there is. So they lay that straight yeah. away. Things they? like so any, this, any basically, it, it's written in there as as basically any dangerous sports. Yeah, any dangerous sports away from football. So you're not allowed to ride a motorbike, jet skis, skiing, ho- um, hockey, like playing sports like that, for example, ice skating, anything that would put you at risk away from football. You are not allowed. And to the do. other thing it said is you're not allowed to seek alternative employment which at the time for Fozzie was a bit of a blow because he wanted to go and work behind the bar at Lillington Social Club on a <laughs> on a Saturday night. Playing snooker for my dad and then getting behind the bar afterwards as well. Yeah. And then one other thing before we get right into the bonus schedules is representation of players I found interesting. So if you've got a grievance yeah. with the club, 
you can go in and see the, the board of directors or whoever it might be, HR, and you can take your PFA rep yeah. or, and I'd love to see if this changed these days, or the club captain. It'll be. It'll still be very similar. That so the the PFA rep at the time was probably Gary Neville. Um, again, club captain as well, Gary Neville. Um, but yeah, he would. But he, that's why. That's why he was the main man at Man United. Like he's he's still the guy that doesn't get any of the recognition for being that driving force. He was the one that set the tone. Full stop. Not only just on the pitch, but off the pitch. He made sure everybody's standards were so high. I think he learned that from Keno. Yeah, probably. Like the direct... He'd have had a load of people to learn it from. I think it's probably inbuilt in him naturally anyway, but he was surrounded by the best people to do that. Keno, Sir Alex Ferguson, you know what I mean? Even like the likes of Giggsy and Beckham, they were all utmost professionals, man. That's, that's, that's why I reckon he knew who you were that time on the treadmill. I, 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 I still doubt it. I, I do, I still doubt it. said to him, we signed this, this kid from... This young goalie, this kid. I reckon he knew. I that know he's was got a massive fun, chin, yeah. but still. Uh, okay. Right, come on, let's get into the bonus schedule. I want to see what the bonuses are. So for, so for winning the Premier League, yep. million pounds to be divided amongst the squad yep. based on games played. Yeah, it'd be pro rata. It's going to be a pro rata. Yeah. In this contract, 750 grand for second. Yeah. Third or fourth, 300,000 pounds. Yeah. 150 grand for qualifying for European football, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's bet- split, bet- split bet- between the squad. So a million quid, though, you got to think, right? If you've got, if you've got, a, uh, you'll have your starting eleven. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have the best part of about eighteen players, yeah, who will have participated in that season, yeah, eighteen to twenty players, right? You'll have a hardcore of maybe six or seven that would have played the majority of the game, and then the rest will be spread out of that. So the million pound will go. Spread out evenly, not evenly, about six will get the majority, then the rest will get spread out. Um, I know for a fact, though, that nowadays, that what is a million pounds there? Probably 10. Uh, at least, yeah. at least 10 million pounds nowadays. Maybe even up to 20. Maybe even up to 20. To it doesn't matter. It's completely pro rata. It doesn't matter. So you could play one game. Yeah. yeah? It will, you'll basically, you'll get the amount of games played. So if one player played 30 games, one yeah. player played 40 games, that gets added, 70 games. So you add all the games that have been played by all the players, right? And it, you'll come out with a number that each game is worth. Oh, yeah. So and how many thousand pounds is worth one game, right? So if you played five games, times that by five, that's how much your bonus payment is going to be. Wow. Right, okay. So there's something here that I read, so read last night, burning the midnight oil, and I read this one and I thought, this makes sense with Fozzie then. So, right, FA Cups. So the, there's a win bonus for FA Cups. And this will be uh, individual, from what I can gather. Third round for the no, FA Cup. it's not Cup. individual. It's everybody's the same. If you're you, the FA Cup schedule, the Champions League schedule, the League Cup schedule, right? Even the Premier League schedule cannot be any different for everybody else. It all has to be the same. You, everybody has to sign the same contract, and everybody will get paid exactly the same amount for winning that in that contract. Somebody could have their own personal one for sure, but within that contract, everybody signs that contract and gets paid the same thing. Okay, tubes, guess. Right, so if uh, at the time, third round FA Cup, individual bonus. A win bonus. Win bonus, how much? Third round. Third round FA Cup. 17. Away at Margate. Away Away at Margate. 750 quid. 1,500 quid. For the win bonus. That's actually not bad, you know. Third Third round round. FA Cup. Fourth round, two grand. Fifth round, three grand. Sixth round, five grand. Final, 30 grand. Winning it, you get 30 grand. If you lose the final, 10 grand. Okay. Okay. League <laughs> League Cup final. Yep. So you did a couple of these, didn't you? Won a you? couple of them, yeah. Second round, 750 quid. Third round, grand. Fourth round, 1,500. Fifth round, two and a half grand. Semi-final, five grand. Final. So we had a little naughty night out after the Villa one. Uh, yes uh, no. Villa one yeah it was the Villa one we yeah. were out in Hale yeah and we had a good night out Fozzie was feeling generous yeah he was throwing some dollar around we might have visited the casino what was the win bonus come on we might have visited the casino playing cards with Nicky Hunt and Ivan Klasnich Ivan do you remember wow yes, I do wow 10 grand that's why was that 10 grand 10 G's my god for the big dog there you go 10 grand win bonus for winning the league cup you've got to think though if if they're paying 13 players, 14 players, 10 grand each, 120 grand for win, winning a League Cup is not crazy, is and it? The, it's and, not crazy bonus money. And 150 grand divided by the squad. 
yeah, 150 grand will get sp- spread out between the squad. Nice. For, so for something like that, do the staff ever get weighed in, or would, this is, is that? Yeah, a lot of staff will have um, like exactly the same sort of thing. Bonus schedule, basically. If you win uh, Champions League, if you win a Premier League, if you win this, um, they will get. Uh, it will be obviously very different, completely different. Uh, but it will be relative to their wages at least. So. Um, a lot of clubs though as well, even just so at Watford, for example, it would be a sort of discretionary payment that if Watford avoided relegation, the staff members would get it paid by Watford FC as and when they wanted to and what they saw fit, basically, which can leave it into a bit of a grey area sometimes. I was going to say, so if like Watford, you know, when they got relegated and stuff like that, would the employees like pay packet get reduced? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So they would, like, the players had, for example, a 25 or a 50% wage drop in their contract. So if you did get relegated to the championship, sometimes up to 50%, which is a, I don't care what you earn, 50% is a lot of money yeah. to take away. Staff would have a similar sort of thing. I, I'm not saying it would be 50%, maybe even like 10% or something like oh, that. That's okay. what it would be. But yeah, everybody, like I say, if everybody, if the team gets relegated, it affects absolutely, absolutely everybody. Yeah. This is why they, but they do that so that everybody is always pulling in the right direction, no matter what you are, whether you're a physio, masseur, secretary, canteen staff, yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. They want you all pulling in the same direction and wanting the team to do well and successful. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned Champions League. This was the big one. Yeah, this is the big Champions one. League. So if you finish uh, these days like fourth, yeah. So you have to go through the preliminary qualifying rounds, yeah. Which United never really did then. Win bonus twenty grand. Yeah, for winning. Yeah, so the qualifying for for to but, get through to the actual Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So this is well, it's it's worth so much money because this is know, exactly why. You yeah, you could be playing dog and duck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would probably be um, more financially um, lucrative. You may as well finish fourth, yeah. Win like the three or four like qualifier games, get 20 bags a game for it and that, and then you're cucking, yeah? Sweet right, enough. group stage, group stage of the Champions League. Yeah, Tubes. six games in the group stage. Six games in the group stage. Tubes, how much? You played a Champions A win bonus. I played a few Champions League games, yeah. Group stage, Tubesy, how much? Well, if you're getting 20 grand for beating some team who can't play for... 50 grand 10, 10 grand yeah I was going to so say you're it in be, it's got to be less oh, well, you're so already it's gone in down. Yeah, you're yeah. already in there well, you're in then aren't you you're yeah. in you've got I the money the, the sponsorship money you've made it <laughs> they're cooking yeah. 5 grand for yeah. a draw yeah last 16 oh this is where it'll get juicy 17 and a half 17 and a half win bonus in the thing there's two legs don't forget so it could be 35 if you win no 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 I think it's just for, for getting through I think for qualifying okay mental quarter final 30 bags of sand. 30 bags per person for winning a quarterfinal match. Semis? 50, got to be. He got a semi when he got to a semi. <laughs> 50. 50 bags for winning the semi-final. What? He's got a semi listening to it. So £50,000 per man. You think, what, 13, 14 players? You're talking six, 700 grand bonus payment for winning the, uh, the semi-final of the Champions League. And then final, it's got to be 100 bags. 100 bucks. Got to be 100 grand. It's got to be. So for winning the Champions League for this Manchester is, United. This is 17 years ago. Yeah, in 2005, it was worth £100,000 wow. per man for winning the Champions League. What, what, what's it got to be now then? Oh, crazy money, mate. Crazy money. I guarantee it'll be, it'll probably be half a million quid per man for winning the Champions League nowadays, at least. But, Honestly, but then there's, there's so much money in it yeah. Then it kind of can be. And if, it, if that motivates the players... Yeah, but I, I, know, I would, if you want three hundred grand a week though, and you're getting fifteen grand per point, yeah, I might, know. But what, what do you do with it? Do you know what the argument is? I think there's, I, I understand everybody's point of view on this because I, there'll be people at home listening now going, but you get pay, some of these players. So, so Man City win the Champions League, for example. Yeah, some players are on three hundred grand a week. Yeah, and they'll say they don't need a bonus payment for winning the Champions League when they're on three hundred grand a week. Yeah. I guarantee you on the opposite side of the fence, the player, right, who's on 300 grand a week will go, hang on a minute then. So if we get to the Champions League final, that's that's however many more games that have been televised, yeah? The however many more games have been sold out in it's stadiums, yeah? The extra sponsorship money, the win bonuses from the Champions League alone, it is worth an outrageous it, amount of money to the club, yeah? So they will argue it on that point of it and going, well, we've that. earned you yeah, more yeah. money, business, so you pay business, us more yeah. money. And it's bonkers, but... It but yeah. It's, it's just, it is, it's just people listening, it, yeah. it is sickening, it is sickening to a point. It's like, I mean, I personally don't kind of have that view because yeah. 
it's generated by the money that the industry It's all relative. Creates. It's relative. It's crazy, against, but it's I've relative. Got, I've yeah. got nothing yeah. against footballers earning money. It's just actually hearing the figures today is mind... Like, I from 17 years ago. From 17 yeah. years ago, and you're getting paid per point. But the better you do, the more... I'm more, yeah. I'm more like, shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, footballers, own, footballers work so hard to get where they're going and to get to where they are. And football clubs are making millions and millions of yeah, pounds because yeah. of those footballers. So I've got nothing against footballers earning a load of money. Yeah, yeah. It's just hearing these. Like, this is where... In the preliminary round, the Champions League, I know, yeah. 20 Gs, put to, it in To your get into rocket. it. Because they want you to get in. Yeah, Once, you're get in. Once you're in, they've got the money. But this is where some clubs get themselves in so much trouble. So much trouble. Because... When you get so so when you get promoted into the Premier League, right? I always think it's the second season that's the problem. If you can stay up that first season, the second season is where you go, right, let's build on it. Let's build on it. If we add some more players, let's bite the bullet. We'll go, well, let's add five more players, might spend hundred million pounds in transfer fees. Each one of them players, because if you sign a player for 20 million quid, he's on no less than 50, 50 grand a week, yeah? That's what a player is earning nowadays. If you're a bit and bought for 20 million quid, you're on 50 grand a week. It's a standard, at least 50 grand a week, right? That in itself, 50 grand a week is worth what? Two and a half million pound a year? Yeah, two and a half million pound a year plus the 100 million pound. You've got five players earning two and a half million pound a year. That's what? 12 grand? Signing on fees. 12, 12 million pounds, sorry. Signing on fees, bonus schedule. The bonuses go up because they think they're going to do better, all that kind of Flicking stuff. Out. This is where if a club go and get relegated and they've just committed all that resources to it, woof, it is a they massive problem. They do get parachute problem. payments, but you can see how certain clubs over the years have just, it's, Oh, mate, it's an absolute problem. This is what this is why the Norwiches and the West Broms and the Fulhams of the world, I think, are are run well. Yeah, because they they don't go overcommit. They don't overcommit, and you can understand them not overcommitting. Really, can't you? You can understand it because it's a dangerous game to play. Yes and no. With yeah, it's a yes. I'm with you. With the Norwich thing, like I love Norwich. I've I've been to work there and stuff like that. It's a brilliant, brilliant football club, but sometimes when they come back to the Premier League and they don't sign anyone like that, I'm thinking for the, the feeling for the fans. Yeah, it's a going, bit naughty, isn't it? We haven't, yeah. we haven't invested. We're not, we're not, we're going to get relegated again. Yeah. Sometimes I feel for Norwich. It's almost it's like they're inevitable. playing a game. They, yeah, it's, it's a inevitable. game that they've, they've, they've nailed it, hasn't it? Yeah. They've, it's like they've nailed this, this perfect niche of a game where they'll get promoted. Yeah. 95 get points. And then yeah. they'll get relegated. Yeah. I'll guarantee they you they're up. making money. They'll be making money by doing it like this. So you can't blame them in a way. No. Right, yeah. But right fans, on with you, for the fans, it's not, so it's not great. Can no. we go to the other end of the scale? Reserve team, 180 quid for a win. Yeah. £60 for a draw. Hey, if you're a reserve team player, right, and you're on... So back in that back in the day, right, if you're a reserve team player at Man United, you're probably on about a grand a week, yeah? A grand a week, right? And what, what was it for a win? 180. 180 quid, mate. That is... They're buzzing with that. That gets them into the Trafford Centre on a Saturday afternoon mm. and gets them like a little frigging... Do you know what I mean? They save up a couple months' wages. They're Louis Vuitton wash bag. What? Gets them yeah. some Maragatos. Exactly, mate. They and are buzzing with that. It makes them work harder to get into the first team. To exactly. Get, no, I, yeah. Exactly. You can't be paying reserve team players big money. Exactly. Yeah. UEFA Cup wasn't really a thing for United no. back then. Is no. these days. But um, obviously back then, this is first round... Three grand, second round, four and a half, third round, five grand, fourth round, six grand, semi-final, ten grand, final, twelve and a half grand. Twelve and a half grand. And there's wow. always that 150 or 160 grand, which is spread out amongst the team. Man United the were always in the Champions League, though, weren't always. they? Always. They were. And then you've always. got some like UEFA Super, Super Cups, FIFA, uh, World, World Cup. Club World Cup, which yeah. actually, the 25 grand for the for the final there. Yeah. Um yeah, so you think as well the Club World Cup though it's it's four teams you play you're straight into a semi-final if you win that you're in the final and so 25 grand for for that the, I've got to say the Club World Cup was a hassle it really really it always was. is it, isn't it it gets right in the way you know it's yeah. normally held in like somewhere like Brazil or China or something like that and you'll be you'll be travelling for a week you're away for a good 10 days or so um, the jet lag all, all the problems it causes yeah. we, United I know for a fact used to hate it well, it's because, a hindrance isn't it, 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 it yeah it, exactly yeah. It's, it's not really a, the best club like, in the you world you don't really want to win it it's not well you don't don't be wrong you want to win it but it's not a thing do you remember um, do you remember back in the day United actually pulled out of the FA Cup so yeah, I do, yeah I do I do third round was yeah it? they pulled out of the FA Cup third round or something or the whole maybe the whole competition or something yeah. just so they could compete and win this Club that World Cup that was massive it, news but at the time. like I say the, the Club World Cup since then is just it's not it's really a thing nothing yeah the travel and the inconvenience is just not worth it 
There we go. Right. So that's that's pretty much all the, the kind of money side of things. Um, there's a kind of code of conduct part yeah. within the contract. Yeah, that's it's all standard. kind of standard stuff. Yeah. Actually, one thing that just did make me smile um, was about book, book publishing. Oh, okay. So Ooh. book publishing, the club should basically get line of sight yeah. before it's done. Yeah, sure. So, well, you've got to think this is, so this is like 15 years ago and this is before the rise of social media and YouTube and digital media, all that kind of stuff. So if, if this was, so their main worry back then was books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but this, this, well, you've got to think, well, this was 2005. You weren't there with Yapstam, were you? No. He put a book, he put out, a book out, which was predated this. Yeah. So that's probably why they've got that. In Addendum there, point. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why they've got in that. But this is like, say, before all the rise of everything, the yeah, internet yeah. and stuff, really. So you can imagine now how many detailed points there will be now in contracts, oh. in players' contracts, especially I'll a team like Man United, where they yeah, must yeah. be covering off everything. Like the GoPro in the goal, the Cycling GK. If I'm at Man United, it's not even a thing. It would not even have a leg. No, to stand no, up. absolutely you not. You are not getting away with any of that kind I'll of tell stuff. Tell you what, I think we should do a podcast on one day is all the wildest kind of transfer stories and strikes. And remember when Van Hoydonk striked at yeah. um, Forest and striked, struck, 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 struck. He went on strike. We went on strike. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? Striked. Striked. He went on strike. I think that's... What, anyway. Yeah, he went and striked <laughs> yeah. at Forest. Yeah, and then um, we talked about Winston Bogard when he just saw out his contract at Chelsea wow, and commuted, bags a week. commuted to um, wow, Holland every day. Every day. So I think we legend. should do a podcast on all these Peter Odenwingy and uh, the, um, the QPR debacle. QPR I think we should do a, a pod one day of all of these I'm, different I'm things. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Um, that was interesting, wasn't it? I told you. Mate, it's brilliant. Incredible. That was my I'm, Man United I'm, contract. I'm generally mind-blown by those figures. Let yeah. me know Let me know what you think, guys, all right? Let me know what you think because we've got. I've got a few more contracts at home that we could possibly go through. At yes. First, oh, I yes. want to see... Date in time. I want to see your first West Brom contract. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I, why I want to see that is because at that point in your career, you were a bit older. Yeah. You were... An England international. Yeah, the stock was good. You you, you played well at Blues. I we'll want to have see. think about this. All right, we'll have to have a think about it. Um, but as always, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we have got a belting Christmas quiz coming up. By the way, haven't we? It is going Aww. to be incredible. It is going to be a big blockbuster. Everything that's gone on in the Premier League for the last twenty ninth so. of December. We've got us three, Mister Mark Goldbridge. Boom. Fastest finger first. Let's see who's got the real ball knowledge. Yeah, let's see. Who, I, I guarantee it won't be me. I am brutal. I am absolutely brutal. Tubesy boy is not I, bad to be fair. I've with. been on good form recently. My money's yeah. on Tubesy yeah. boy. What? Um, my money's on Tubesy no, no, boy. No, no, don't say that. What are we doing this afternoon, Fuzzy? Oh, uh, we are Tubes's golf life, and it is going to be incredible. Everybody playing off scratch. I'm going to bust you all up. Because we are going to find out who is the best at the Fuzzcast. The if best I don't golfer come, is it Tubes? Is it false? I don't mind if you win the quiz, but if I don't win the golf, I'm going to be He's heartbroken. I'm going to be He's absolutely be heartbroken. Flames. All right. I can't so, wait. everybody, thank you. As always, we will see you all soon. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Oh. <laughs> well Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast.